Hello and thank you for tuning in to Sideline Story, your destination for sports news analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and with me as always are my two fantastic co-hosts, Yang Guang and Fuyu. And today we are going to be talking about the Germans, Bayern München. And uh, I don't think my two co-hosts in the studio will be very happy about this mm. discussion because uh, <laughs> times are a bit tough for the Bavarian club at the moment. But Fuyu, I'll start with you. Look, looking at Bayern Munich's season, it hasn't been terrible. Um, and I think a lot of their you know, supposed failures at the moment are also kind of due to the incredible success that Leverkusen are enjoying at the moment. But considering Bayern's failures at this point in time, what do you think has led to their recent slump? And do you think they potentially have a chance of retaining the Bundesliga title and potentially going deep into the Champions League? Well, first, I think the struggles that they're having now is an accumulation of the problems that they've had over the past few seasons. I mean, there's been too many changes in the management and coaching team. I mean, it's mm. been too frequent and they just lack systemic planning. They've the enjoyed co- some luck too, right? I mean, when I think of last season, it wasn't so much as Munich winning the title. It was more like Dortmund throwing the title Losing. away. Yeah. So they've kind of been enjoying a bit of a lucky spell and people have kind of been ignoring their troubles because of the in inverted commas mm. success they've been having but um i think this season all of those problems have all of a sudden become very very uh transparent mm. yeah their um i mean their luck sort of hit the problems that they had that last season under thomas Tuchel, and the club seems it only recruits new players or uh, gets a new coach when there's a major crisis right like so like the, plugging plugging a hole when it's when a like a water tank is leaking rather than you know trying to improve the stability of it. Yeah, and when they face a major problem, it usually occurs during the middle of the season. So mm. that left them with very few choices. Like the problem that they're having with Tuchel right now, um, there's been talks about a potential replacement. Yeah. But yeah, the all of them are either with a job or uh, are very difficult or have high requirements for, yeah. us, for I mean, salaries. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into the manager discussion shortly, but from what I'm hearing from you, it's Tuchel's fault for uh, Bayern's problems at the moment. Is, is that your assessment of things? He's part <clears throat> of the problem. And I also think decision-making on the management level um, also has something to do with the current situation that the team is in. And uh, I think... The signings they they made are just spur of the moment decisions. Hmm. I mean, on paper they're quality signings though. Harry Kane is doing his yeah, job. Just... Um, yeah, and and the defensive. I keep forgetting his name. The South Korean defender. Kim Min-jae. Yeah, I mean he he hasn't been spectacular, but he's done a job. So I wouldn't say <laughs> the so I wouldn't say the signings that Tuchel has made have been disastrous. But it, there do seem to be other factors there that are affecting his decision-making, right? Yeah, I was just going to talk about Harry Kane. I yeah. think he's an exception. Um, his signing was well-orchestrated. Yeah. Well, look, I think even if he signed for like a Division Three team and I was the manager, he would probably still score goals. You know, So I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't praise Tuchel for that decision, but um, that was definitely a great coup uh, for Bayern to get someone of that quality for sure. Yes, and speaking of their chances, I think it's very unlikely that they'll retain the Bundesliga title this season. Um, I mean, eight points behind the Leverkusen, that's 
really too much for just for any team. And is it though? If it, I think about a team like Bayern Munich, who has just enjoyed so much success for so long and are so used to winning, look, they they're not really used to being in situations where they are the underdogs, particularly in the Bundesliga. But I also think they're a team that has so much experience that can face adversity when it comes. And I don't think Chabi Alonso or Leverkusen have ever been in this sort of position before. And things are going going incredibly well for them. I mean, I think they're the only remaining unbeaten team in the whole of Europe, mm. which is yeah. an incredible achievement. But that also means they're under immense pressure exactly. to keep their position. So if they lose one game, maybe all of the you know chess pieces will, not the chess pieces, the domino pieces will all of a sudden all start falling. And I think if... if uh, Leverkusen do some it doesn't look like it could happen but if Leverkusen do lose a game I think Bayern will smell blood and could potentially take advantage of that but so far we haven't seen that but I don't think eight points is as big a gap as people think it is particularly because of Bayern Munich's history of success and the quality and the experience that they have even though they are facing so many problems on and off the field yeah, and also them being a german team mm. <laughs> but, yeah but yeah uh what's even worse about them being so far away from leverkusen is that the it's not that far I'm, I, I know it sounds like i know it sounds far like if it was the premier league or italian Serie A, eight points would you know at this point of the season would seem like a an un- unstoppable position to be in in terms of your your chase for the title but there's there's two factors that Bayern fans, you guys, need to keep in mind and also just football fans need to keep in mind is that people often associate the Bundesliga with Bayern. If people talk about the Bundesliga, they can't really name more than one team if they don't follow the Bundesliga closely. Like Bayern is the Bundesliga for a lot of people. Yes. Um, Leverkusen, I can't think of a time in history where they've been in this position where they are dominating the Bundesliga and are at the top of the table and they haven't faced great adversity i think this season yet yes they fought back in games and you know one three two and whatever it may be so they fought they found adversity in matches but if they lose a game and start feeling pressure which they have not felt the entire season because no one expected them to succeed i think things could shift pretty dramatically hopefully that will happen <laughs> later yeah. during the season i don't see it happening but i think if leverkusen did slip up i think um it could be very disastrous for them so i think it's a it's an interesting position that they find themselves in mm. yeah and one other problem i think bayern's having at the moment is that they're not closer to solving the problem that they are yeah, already having yeah mm. Well, speaking of Bayern's problems, uh, uh, Yang Guang, do you think that they could potentially solve those problems and, you know, somehow retain the Bundesliga title and get get together some sort of run in the Champions League? Although that's also not going well at the moment. No, not really. Yeah, um, I think it's um, it's a structural problem. The philosophy of head coach Thomas Tuchel really doesn't match this Bayern squad. Uh, this is reflected in, the, in this latest um, altercation between Yusua Kimmich and uh, the assistant coach after the shocking loss to uh, Yeah, mm. I like that you said latest altercation because there's been a few. It seems like, he, <laughs> it seems like he's fighting with the whole team right now. Uh, yeah, um, and Tuchel is um, basically fond of defensive formation and a reactive approach to mm. the game um, with Bayern. He feels comfortable to sit back 
and uh, play counter-attack. But the problem is, is that even though he's playing a defensive formation, the players that are in that formation are not stepping up to the plate. So his tactics mm. are not working with the players that he That's has. That's exactly what I'm saying. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I mean, Eric Dyer, who was like a fifth-choice centre-back at Tottenham, he's all of a sudden starting mm-hmm. games and he's been disastrous. Upamecano is all of a sudden losing form. You know, it's one thing to play defensive-minded, but you also need your players to be yeah. able to defend. And it seems like there's key players in defensive positions for Bayern right now that are not stepping up. Yeah. So it seems like Tuchel's tactics aren't working, but then again... Is there also blame to be put on the players that are part of that formation that aren't performing? I think blame should be on the management, maybe. Only? Um, I mean, the hierarchy. Okay, Bayern. because we've seen terrible before. Like, to be fair... It's terrible combination between the, the coach and the players. Yeah, but particularly the defensive players, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and the, the midfielders. Yes, yeah, because he doesn't seem to have that much faith in Kimmich as a number six. Mm which he said, I think, early on in the season. He doesn't seem to have that much faith in Goretzka, and those are two very key players for Bayern over the course of yeah. a couple of seasons. Yeah, and the management seems really determined to keep them in their position. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like uh, Tuchel is that keen to keep them in position because when there's other players available, Goretzka's been in and out of the side, Kimmich has been moved around, so there's a lot of instability in that midfield, and there's been, there's been suggestions that because Bayern were somehow unable to bring in Paulinho from Fulham, that that's the reason that they're going to lose the Bundesliga title. But really, can a club like Bayern and a manager like Tuchel really say that all of their troubles are down to them not being able to sign one player when they were able to sign the likes of Harry Kane? I mean, some of the statements that have been made about Bayern's troubles from the management side of things have been ridiculous. Yeah, um, I mean, this batch of players, they have been long used to um, playing attacking football mm. and uh, a proactive approach. Um, Guardiola left this mark uh, to Bayern, I guess, or at least made it stronger than before. After him, Bayern always intended to control the ball mm. under their feet and uh, build up from halfway. Kimmich, even Thomas Muller, they are so used to playing attacking football. Yeah. And then Tuchel came. Um, to be honest, I thought he was not the right choice in the first place. Um, to me, he's always um, a challenger. Um, he doesn't know the feeling of dominating. His Dortmund was a challenger. His Chelsea was a challenger. Uh, let me put it this way. Um, he knows how to use the Chelsea squad to beat City, but he doesn't know how to use City to beat the Chelsea squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so then emerged this contradiction. Um, Tuchel and his players want to play two different footballs with Bayern. Um, <laughs> The recent decline, I think, was the breakout of this paradox. Um, in the game against Leverkusen, um, Tuchel stuck to his game plan and uh, tried out his wing-back system, um, but the team fell to a 3-0 loss. Yeah. And, and then and he made the compromise by switching to proactive football mm. against Lazio, which the Bayern players used to play. It turned out even uglier, a 1-0 loss, and more importantly, no shot on target. Crazy. And going on to play Bochen, the, the players didn't know what kind of football uh, they were supposed to play. Mm. So I guess the, that's the situation right now but, in Bayern. But even in those situations when, look, I think there is a lot of questions that need to be asked of the manager, 100%. I think that, look, he, look, he got Harry Kane and you know we've mentioned a couple of other players, but I also think that to implement his style, he needed you know another midfielder to support Kimmich and also uh, an attacking creative force. But I don't think that's an excuse for Bayern's problems on the field right now. But with that in mind, there's so many experienced quality players in that team 
that regardless of the manager and the tactics that are being employed, I think they should still be not conceding three goals against a team like Bochum mm-hmm. and not having a shot on target against Lazio. Lazio is a good team, don't get me wrong, Champions League team and doing very well in Serie A, etc. But to not have a shot on target with someone like Kane in your team, I don't think that's down to managerial issues. It's a part of it, but I don't think that's the only issue. So does some of the blame also need to be put on the players? Because right now in the media and even in our discussion right now, sh- shots are all being fired at Tuchel. But we don't seem to be saying much about the players. Um, I, I will make some bold statement, but Harry Kane should be blamed for that one year loss. He's got 29 la- goals this season, year. young one. Like, what more can he do in a team that lacks creative f- force? I mean, he's he's getting very little support yeah, as well. Yeah, let's just uh, forget about the past uh, 23 <laughs> games to focus on that one or two against <laughs> Lazio. And, against uh, Bochum, Harry Kane was the only player who really... And he also he missed two crucial chances yeah. to ha- equalize the game. It was this against uh, Bochum, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, are we really going to like put it all down to someone like Harry Kane, who's just been the only shining light in this no, team? No, he's not, he, of course he's not yeah. the only one. Maybe he should be shouldering more of the responsibility during these difficult yeah, times. I would say he played his worst game with Bayern against yeah. Bochum. Yeah. Um, even though he scored one goal in that game. Yeah. <laughs> played but, at United, I would love it if our worst game would be someone scoring a goal. Like, that's the thing. I think... That's something that uh, football fans also need to be aware of. And I think this is something that people are not aware of when it comes to Bayern fans as well as that. You guys are so just used to success <laughs> that <laughs> any any sort of not leading the Bundesliga table or not dominating games or not you know going through the, the rounds in the Champions League is seen as like some sort of catastrophic failure for Bayern. Mm. And while things are going badly for Bayern, when you compare it to some of the problems that other teams have experienced that used to dominate, i.e. Manchester United, it's, it's quite a, a small problem. But that being said, I think that it's also good to place all of this anger and have, have the scope on Bayern because if you do let things slide a little bit, look what can happen. Because people said about Manchester United, oh, it's the post-Ferguson era, like it'll get sorted out, whatever it may be. Ten years later, it's, it, it hasn't gotten any better. So I think that all of this, you know, blame and um, harshness that's being directed towards Bayern and the players and the management is actually a good thing for the club because they will probably sort their problems out quicker than other giant teams have done in the past. Speaking of Tuchel, look, I think there's been defensive problems, there's been midfield issues, and I think some of that is down to the players. But then again, I think that the tactics that he's been employing haven't suited the players either. And we've also seen a drop in performance from some of the key players. I mean, Harry, it's quite harsh to single out Harry Kane, but he, like you said, he has missed a couple of chances in some key games. So it seems like there are multiple issues that are plaguing Bayern right now on and off the field. But it seems like the biggest issue is the manager and the tactics that he's employing for the crop of players that he currently has. Because you can't be employing tactics on players you hope to have. You need to work with what you have right now. And it seems like he's not doing the best job with what he has right now. For you at this point in time, should he stay or should he go? If you were, you know, in the Bayern, you know, boardroom at this point in time, what would you be suggesting? Well, speaking of management, just very quickly, a little bit more about the problems that Bayern have been having. Um, When I earlier said uh, problems at the management level, I mean club officials above mm-hmm. Tuchel, and they <clears throat> seem to disagree with the coach as well. So I think if this club uh, is really determined to th- turn things around, um, they they have 
to reconstruct the whole team, and uh, I think the path is gonna be very long and painful. Um, uh, about Tuchel, I think they can sack him right now or wait until the end of the season. Honestly, I don't think there's that big of a difference given the current circumstances. I mean, there's still things to fight for. The Bundesliga title race is not over i don't care what you guys say it, it something could still happen and they are still in the champions league would a change now maybe strengthen or weaken their chances of going further in the champions league or in the bundesliga um i think the problem's too deep that uh for changing a coach uh, if they hope that will fix the problem it may not turn out so well so do you um, think it's better to keep tuchel till the end of the season or do you think it needs to be changed right now if I were to make a decision, I would wait until the end of the season because okay. I don't really mm. see Bayern going anywhere anymore <laughs> so yeah. for so, the remainder of this season. So the, you are with you... the Bayern hierarchy decision. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, on this matter, uh, I may agree with them, but I'm not with them on everything else. Right. Um, but, but I mean, uh, there have been talks about potential replacements and yeah. the game, the, the names. Yeah. The names are... <laughs> keep getting ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, uh, Solskjaer and uh, Zinedine Zidane. Good they... luck with Solskjaer. He was great with United. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, uh, I never associated him with any other team than United. Me either, so, yeah. Not even the national team. Like, so whenever it's... people think of Solskjaer, they don't think of Norway. They think of United. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, other possible names, I've heard Jose Mourinho. Mm. I also think... Why not Jurgen Klopp? I, I know he's... Because he's, his he's, life would be at risk if he joined <laughs> Pine. Honestly, like, no jokes, all jokes aside, if, if he went from Dortmund... I know he's been at Liverpool for a couple of years, but I think Dortmund fans would absolutely lose the plot if Bayern got uh, uh, Klopp. And I think that he, he would need 24-hour security if that happened. So I don't know how ambitious he is, but... Um, I, I don't see that happening. And I also think Klopp's major ambition is the national team, I mm. think. Yeah, yeah. I know there's. Uh, he's been associated with a job at mm. the national team, but we're just talking about possibilities Yeah, here. we're just so, speculating. We're just spitballing, yeah, as they say. Contracts or uh, competition on the transfer market and everything else aside, mm. um, why not Jurgen Klopp? He's... The success that he's had with Liverpool over the past... What, what, oh, on like paper eight, it works. Like, if you didn't think of Klopp at, at, at Dortmund, it, it 100% makes sense. But he was at Dortmund. So I just think that would be too much drama. Yang Guang? It's time for Tom, uh, Thomas Tuchel to go. Like tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Pack your bags, Thomas. I feed us in. Goodbye. Uh, Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to say. <laughs> Like I said, um, Tuchel doesn't fit this team no. uh, from day one. Um, what he looks for is always not Kimmich. What team does he midfield? fit? Like, I can't think of any team that he's been at where he's been loved. I don't think... He's, he's one of the most, like, unloved managers, I think, of, like, the last <laughs> decade. I can't think of any team that looks back at him and like, oh, we miss Tuchel. Like, everyone's just kind of like, yeah, yeah he came and left. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess that's just um, his personality yeah. problem. I think the person, the right person, he's always looking for in the midfield is is Kante, or someone like him. Um, he even advised in Golo Kante. Yeah, yeah. To hold, even advised the club to seek another number six before the season even started. Mm, Paulinho, right? That yeah, that really angered Kimish. I think it's not just the Kimish. Um, Muller is also uncomfortable. Mm. Um, he doesn't have a proper position to play in this squad. 
I mean, at his age, he shouldn't really be starting every game, though, should he? But he is still creative, still the key link between the midfield yeah. and Harry Kane. Yeah. I agree, but I mean, at 36, you know, Not I don't yet. know if you know he's. There's only one Ronaldo, you know what I mean? So I don't know if his body's in that kind of uh, in in that kind of shape. And I believe Harry Kane can play even better if Bayern um, plays more attacking football. Mm. But then those gaps in the midfield will open up and, you know, the likes of Dyer and Upamecano will be left with no one to protect them. Upamecano, with Lom being put to bench. Yeah. I mean, it's, we talk, it's we, other coaches taking charge. Yeah, I mean, we blame Tuchel for wanting this number six. But if you think about it, if there was no number six, the gaps in the midfield and the vulnerability at the back, I mean, teams would be having fun against Bayern. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, they, I mean, they do need something in that midfield to help them. Yeah. And maybe that is... Kimmich resor- uh, resorting back to a defensive-minded role and then getting someone that's a purely attacking force in midfield to go in front of Kimmich and maybe support uh, Müller. When you said teams having fun, <laughs> that's how Bochum got their victory. Yeah. They were patient. They so, I mean, were... Tuchel has a point, right? They do have problems in midfield, but I mean, he's talking about it at the wrong time because at this point, there's nothing they can do about it. Ironically, um, Bayern spent most of their money on the defensive line the past <laughs> the two or three seasons. Now they don't have a qualified centre-back. And um, De Ligt's not getting any game time either, which yeah. is also very strange because I'm a big fan of that his. That was a yeah. huge investment. Yeah. When he first arrived uh, in our podcast, I was really excited. And I said that he's the new signing that I'm most looking forward yeah. to. But so far, he's not been making a lot of impact. As a manager, how do you explain not selecting a player like that? There mm. must be issues off the field that we are not seeing. Yeah. And that means that the manager has to go. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Mm. I think so. Tuho should go now. A lot of the rumors have been linking Shabby Alonso with Bayern, um, which makes sense considering the incredible job that he's doing with Leverkusen. But then again, I don't see him leaving Leverkusen until the end of the season because why would you? That would be crazy. Um, and, and also, why would Leverkusen let him go? Well, I think if His look if, if, if Bayern say at the end of the season, exactly, right? and if and if Bayern come with crazy money, I don't think Leverkusen <laughs> would have much of a choice because they probably don't want to lose Xabi Alonso for free. So I think Bayern sniff blood there as well. But then again, so do Liverpool. So do you think that Xabi Alonso is a good choice for Bayern? Which I think we can all agree would be a relatively good choice for the long term. But then again, would he choose Bayern over Liverpool uh, for you? It seems that Bayern always get the player or coach that with a team that beat them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're like the, their club slogan should be, if you can't beat them, join them. whenever someone beats them like well come and join us (laughs) and uh, for Xavi Alonso uh, I can see him being a good choice for Bayern since he's been part of the team and if he does get the job he will be working with some of his old teammates right but are we also Mm. giving Xavi Alonso too much praise for one season it's a phenomenal season but Bayern is a team that is not a one-season team. Bayern has been a dominant force in the Bundesliga for generations. He seems like a, the, the type of person that can deal with adversity, but that's going from zero to 100. You know, that's a big leap. And um, now the Leverkusen players all listen to Alonso. Yeah, I just can't imagine how Alonso would deal with all the star players of Bayern who... Yeah. And millions of dollars every mm. year. Yeah, I don't even think that fine. would be the biggest issue. I think it's just the expectations that come with the club. I think he can handle the players. I think he can handle the tactics. But just the expectations that come from the fans and just the history that Bayern has and just the 
the unspoken even pressure that comes with managing yeah. Bayern, that's a whole different ballgame. And it would be interesting to see if he could yeah, handle there that. There are a lot of dimensions to measure. So much. But one advantage I think Alonso will have uh, is that I think he can get along well with the uh, club hierarchy. The <sighs> officials that he's been dealing with when he was a player, uh, as opposed to Tuchel, who doesn't seem to get along with mm. a lot of people. But also the relationship will change dramatically when he comes back as a manager. It won't be so chummy. It will all of a sudden be like boss versus employee. And that might be a dynamic that Chabi Alonso is not used to with that hierarchy. Because I often find like when you work with people that you previously had a good relationship with in a different role, sometimes that can complicate mm. things. So you know what I mean? So maybe Some that, colleague become your boss. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that's literally what it, would, what, what it would be like. So it might, it might create a strange dynamic between Chabi Alonso and the hierarchy. Mm. So th- I think there's a lot of things that Bayern and Alonso himself would need to consider if that move did happen. Whereas someone like Mourinho, he could walk into Bayern and he's dealt with all of that stuff before. Yeah, the hierarchy won't need to worry about that. No. Yeah. So I think it would be interesting to see what Bayern does in terms of the next couple of weeks or months or even the next season. If they bring in somebody for the long term or if they bring in someone that's experienced to solve the current problems that they have and identify someone for the long term. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic and we'll see you then. Mm-hmm.